Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode 35. I'm Jess. I'm Lindsay. I'm Trina. And on this episode, we are going to be talking about how we got into our careers, the places that we want to visit before we die, and festive Easter memories. (laughs) So, Lindsay, what is in our cup? Okay, guys. So, we are drinking Stella Mia Prosecco. It is from Italy. Mm Mm-mm. And this pairs really well with fried foods. No, does it really really say say that? that? Lightly fried foods. What? Really? Yes. I feel like, you know, they get white wines and and red wines and they get a pairing. So maybe they were just like, you know what? The fast food or like the fried food is left out. Like champagne for your fried wings. (laughs) Yes. Or spicy Asian cuisine. It's very specific. Wow. This can only be drank with spicy Asian cuisine. Or lightly fried foods. Well, this like bottle is like right at my alley like, because those are things that I like both of those things. Yeah. Like, who wants to go get some like pad thai after this? <laughs> some, a side of fried pickles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just bought that bottle at the grocery store because it was $5 off. Oh, yeah. well, what do you think about it? And it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like it. I do too. All right. So it's again Stella Mia Prosecco, and you can get it at your local liquor store or grocery store. And then go buy you some fried wings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like I need to try this with like some fries, fried wings. Yep. Or tr- eat it with your Chinese takeout. Yeah. So uh, well, I had that last night. Mm, I kind of so want Chinese takeout now. Yeah. <laughs> well, making me hungry. I know. So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll drink it with uh, some of those accompaniments, and then we'll uh, talk about it on the website and let you guys know how it pairs with those. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> All right. So let's talk real quick about how each of us got into our careers. Who wants to go first? All right. Well, uh, I will. <laughs> hey guys, it's hey, Jess. Jess. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? So uh, I'm into marketing. Or that's where I work in marketing. All right. But is that like what you went to school for? No. Okay. So tell tell us what you. So you went to MDSU, Middle Tennessee State University. I did. Um, and I was an English non-teaching major and a writing minor. Okay. And what was your dream? Like, what did you want to do with that? Oh, I didn't know at the time. Okay. Like, literally, I had no idea. Like, I was writing English essays about like Greek mythology. And was writing, I was writing, I took a book review class, which was really fun. I was like, oh, writing, I I could read books and write reviews about them all day long. Like, that was fun. Um, But I graduated and was like, I literally don't know what to do with my life right now. Um, That's how I got uh, roped into grad school Mm -hmm. and lots of student loan debt right now. you went to Boston. I went to Boston, yes. Where at Boston? Uh, Emerson College, which is a private school, and I spent lots of money there. Okay. Um, Which, like, now that I think about it, so I went for publishing, writing, and literature, because I was like, publishing? I want to go into book publishing. That sounds amazing. Okay. Um, So I went for that, and at the time, I was like, book editing, and really, my dream job, which I still think would be really great, is if I, like, worked um, in a children's book editing department. Basically, book editing development 
book development editing type of thing where it's like you find the next Harry Potter. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. No, so that would be fun. The one that reads the books and like and says this is a great yes, book. And, yes. Okay. Pretty much. I was like, that would be amazing. Or like a, a literary agent like would submit something to me and be like, read this. This is going to be amazing. Mm. So I think that would be like the best job ever. Okay. And how does that or does it relate to your marketing job? It doesn't. <laughs> so what do you do? Like, what do you do? Um, Well, I write lots of copy for everything. I write radio scripts. I write TV commercials. um, I write print copy. um, I write uh, website copy. At least it's writing. It is writing. Although, in truth, I actually prefer editing. Like, give me some copy to edit, and I will get out my red pen and my Chicago Manual of Style and edit all day long. Okay. So okay. that's what I like to do the best. So if anyone has written a book, they can get with you and pay you lots of money to edit it. Yes. If anybody needs any freelance uh, work uh, or anything like that, or if you have a book, like I'm super happy to um, edit your manuscript, which actually my cousin, uh, Lisa, has a manuscript that I need to be working on. Okay. Um, and she... Um, I have that manuscript to edit. So like Ooh. I'm I'm all about ed- the editing life. Is it the next Harry Potter? It could possibly be, but, right. but for adults. Okay, so there's it's like a Harry Potter with sex. Yes. All right. That's interesting. I'm down <laughs> for that. There's no wizards involved, but it's it's uh, cool. Okay. At least vampires? Uh, there's some supernatural oh, okay. uh, fantasy. It's a fantasy. I'm definitely in. Alrighty. There you go. All right. What about you, Trina? Um, well, I mean, I Currently, I'm working um, in a, like the world of like membership organizations for within the music industry. Um, but I've always wanted to work within the music industry. I'm mm-hmm. like one of those weirdos that knew what they wanted to do like at a really young age and like actually sought it out. Like, how old were you? <clears throat> I can remember being in fifth grade and I got a CD um, <clears throat> for my birthday that was. It was the um, In Pieces, I think, uh, CD from Garth Brooks. It was like the Red, or no, Rope in the Wind, the or one of those. Um, is that your first CD? Not my first CD, but it was like, it was like a big deal. I got that for my birthday. It's a life-changing and one. Life-changing one. Well, I think it was like the one that, well, I'd already like loved Garth Brooks. That was like, I think my first CD that I received, not just like stole from my parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah right, right. And, um, but I remember like listening to the CD and actually thinking, how did that music get on there? Like, it's like my mind just kind of exploded with a million different like tangents of like strings and circles and was just like, not just like, how did the artist make this music or Mm -hmm. anything like that? But like, how did they get the sound of those instruments on this recording? And how did they write this music? And how did they make this music? And I just like, I started to dive deep into that little hole of like, how did they make that happen? Then it went to, how do they get on tour? And how do you become a musician? And like all of that. So my first CD was Alvin and the Chipmunks country album. Mm-hmm. Conti- continue. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I don't know if I would have had that same reaction from that. I probably would have been like, how did they get their voices like that? Yeah. yeah. My husband can you know? do the perfect Alvin voice. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you were like, so did you want to go into that, like get the music on the CD career or were you like a singer? Well, I mean, I was in music at that time. And of course, like I think every kid at some point, it's kind of like, I want to be a singer. I want to be a player. And I mean, oh, I am... I enjoyed that stuff. I, I loved singing in like junior high and in high school, like in the Are you any good? choirs. I'm pretty decent. Okay, sing something. But I'm not right now. Okay. <laughs> Can't put me on the spot like You're that. You're good yo. tipsy. Let's um, hear it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't do it right now. But 
oh i got a thumbs down but like i i think i really realized really quickly i did not want to do that for a living mm-hmm. um and i was fascinated by the idea of like running pas like every time we'd go do a band or a choir performance and i'd see like the microphones and i'd see like some like this one random man up in the back like running the sound i'm kind of like how do you do that like that person has a lot of power right now <laughs> like what they're doing but like it seemed like nobody knew what they were doing mm. it was always kind of like this this person is just back there and it makes it work <laughs> you know and that's it um so i started looking into it when i was in high school um i think every time i tried to talk about it people would be like that's not a career <laughs> like not at all and then i slowly discovered that there were schools for music industry stuff and i had a teacher that specifically like recommended me because i started school in orlando and he recommended me to mcsu because they had one of the top recording audio engineer programs and at that point that's what i figured out i wanted to be an audio engineer i wanted to work in the studio help people make music and put it on cds and albums um and i think that's what i originally wanted to do uh-huh. and that was my intention as i got into school then i started learning a little bit more about the behind the scenes and I, I still wanted to do that but i also wanted to do um like learn management and like maybe run a studio one day so that was kind of like the the idea back then but going to mtsu was the best decision you ever made right oh 100 it's it was like, like so much better than marion marshall or <laughs> i mean whatever well, yeah like everything from that decision on has led to the life i'm at like so i'd say that's probably one of the biggest like decisions that i've ever made in my life that like led to everything else yeah they say there's seven life-changing decisions that will completely turn the course of your life that was one of them for me yeah like one i wouldn't have met you or you that's right um i wouldn't have met marshall i feel like you would sit home and cry every day if you hadn't met us i probably would actually i probably would yeah i would i would have i would be missing something and there'd be like a big old hole in my heart well you're welcome here well thank you thank you guys yeah but but the recording industry (laughs) program is definitely what like that's what led me to t- yeah. Tennessee and into that. And that kind of like made all my little dreams come true for work. Aww. And then, uh, and then I started working in the music industry and that just like opened up a whole different world of things. And I think what I eventually started to realize is my passion. Although I still love the art side of it, like mm-hmm. the recording, helping them. I realized there was more to it than just the recording aspect and just in helping them shape their sound like artists. And so now it's like, I love consulting with artists and talking to them about the industry and helping educate them um, on how to navigate it and how to build a career. Um, and then I love talking to them about the creative process of songwriting and uh-huh. how to develop their skill set and like how to um, then take that amazing, awesome songs when they write them and how to then produce them to make them sound like right and fit their sound. We're coming up with the video concepts for them. Like I love all of that creative stuff. So I think that's where like I've shifted in my career. Yeah. Now. And I, that's, I, and I love what I do. You and your husband have your own production company yes so we have the second sound yeah um which of course produces this lovely podcast you are so you do podcasts obviously (laughs) and make us famous and you also because i've heard a lot of stuff like you do music Mm -hmm. like people who want to cut their own album is that what it is um yeah it's a lot of uh, cutting their own albums um helping them again develop their songs so we get a lot of songwriters who come in and don't know the first thing about how to uh, they know their part with the singing and the guitar or the piano, but they don't know how to build it out with the, the drums and the bass yeah. and how to shape the sound. And so we like to work with them on helping shape the sound of the song. Um, so yeah, that's, we kind of like talk about it as if it's like building a song um, yeah. and, and building a sound too. And that's, it's a lot of fun. So producer Marshall says he is so good at his job. He could make me sound amazing in a song. He could, but he has not 
attempt at that. So I don't know whether to believe him or not. I mean, but there's still an amount of patience that <laughs> is required. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So, sorry, the Alvin and the Chipmunks have their own, like, country Christmas special yeah. or whatever. Why doesn't the Champagne Way Ooh. have our own... I think we need to come up with some, some champagne songs. I we can gotta, write some. Don't worry. We gotta write some you songs. You have heard my songwriting skills in the past. They're very... Um, you have a very uh, uh, um, interesting mind. Vulgar? <laughs> Is that what you were trying to say? Um, uh, yes. Yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> you have a very interesting mind. Now, um, I do think we should we should come up with some song or, songs for the Champagne Way. I like it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, hello. And then we will auto-tune so much out of it and make us all sound like T-Pain. And it'll be amazing. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. We're or gonna have to do or we could do Chipmunks. I don't Summer know Project. Yeah. Summer Project. We're going to have our have own album going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Lindsay, what about you and your job? Yeah. You've taken a very interesting career path to get to where you're at. I have. I have. Okay. So, y'all, this started when I was very young. Once upon a time, I was a little country girl living in a little tiny town with 2,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I had dreams of becoming a famous figure skater. A figure skater? Yeah. Thank Whoa. Tara Lipinski. Whoa. Like, yeah. How did you go from that to... Where are you right now? Okay. So I think I've talked about this before because my mom likes to crush my dreams. And <laughs> so I said, mother, this is my dream. I want to be like an Olympic figure skater. And she says, you're insane. Like we don't even have, you've never even been ice skating. And I was like, but we can move up north to where they have an ice rink and you could, we could run after my dream. And she said, no. Can, can I interrupt? D- did you do where like I used to watch like the figure skating and stuff and I would ice skate from my couch and stuff like that? Yes. And I had rollerblades and I would practice every day for mm-hmm. four hours on my carport, especially when it was snowing because it made me feel like I was on the ice. That's I'm picturing that right now. Yes. And it sounds amazing. Yeah. I wish there was like mm-hmm. some home video footage that we could like. Watch. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know if there is, but I did every day. So I got really good at skating and then I tried to ice skate and I was like, this is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it changed really quickly. It did, especially because I couldn't practice every day. My mom, he was a single mom working two jobs, couldn't afford a private coach in my own private rink. Thanks, mom. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of those Lifetime movies. Apparently, it's very expensive it's very to be expensive. an yeah. ice skater. You have to be rich to be an Olymp- Olympian oh yeah yeah. okay so that kind of fell through the cracks Mm -hmm. so um i decided to go to college which was frowned upon in my family because nobody had ever went to college was it because like in a small town you're supposed to have babies by that time yeah (laughs) there's really not a lot of reasons to get a degree like unless you're going to be a nurse or a teacher or something of that nature like you don't really have to have one but they didn't understand like i was leaving and never coming back even though i said that probably eight times a day so I decided to go to school for photography. And you are actually an amazing photographer. Thank you, Trina. Yes. When I met you, you, you were going to school for photography. Yeah, so I have a bachelor's degree in photography with a minor in um, literature. literature. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know your minor was in literature. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. You do like to read a lot. I do. I do. Um, and I like to write when I do write. Mm-hmm. So I graduated from college with my photography degree and I was so burnt out. Like I did not even want to pick up a camera. It's like I took something I loved and made it a job. And I was just so, I still to this day don't own a real camera. So I have my phone. (laughs) Just just your phone? Yeah. So like, what do you do after you 
graduate and you don't know what to do you bartend that actually does seem to be the thing it's like bartending or waitressing like that's what people do while they're trying to like figure out Mm -hmm. what they're doing yeah so i got a job at a bar in downtown nashville as the shot girl i do remember visiting you several times at several bars because yeah this was a life-changing moment i was it was school girl night like school so I was wearing a really tiny little schoolgirl outfit. This was totally 80 pounds ago. Mm-hmm. So don't judge people. I was a toothpick. All right. So I had my shots. I was like carrying them in my little schoolgirl outfit with a little plaid skirt. Uh-huh. You know? So, and this guy stopped me and he said, hey, have you ever thought about working at a law firm? Seriously? Yes. What? Yes. This is a true story. I don't think I've heard this story. No, okay. So in college, I had to take a copyright law class and I was uh, really good at it. And my teacher had pulled me aside at one point and said, you should really think about going to law school. A lot of people who are very creative can't think that way. And you you could do both. Like it it might be a good thing for you to look into. I was like, at the time. Right. (laughs) So little did you know. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy like literally was like, come, come interview. Like we would, you know, at my law firm. So I went and I interviewed. And so I did a part-time job where I worked like sporadically while I was bartending and then got out of the bar business and started working there full time. And they're like, oh, well, you're kind of smart. I'm like, wow, well, I have my moments. <laughs> oh, I mean. Kind of smart. You're brilliant. <laughs> so then they're like, you should totally take the LSAT and go to law school. And if you do, we'll pay for it. Did they pay for it? So, <laughs> so I'm like, at this awesome. point, I'm like, is this what I want to do? Because it was a divorce law firm and it was awful. And I just, it was just, it was not an area of law that really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I was really lost. Like, as what do I do? Like, where do I go from here? I need like a real job. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this LSAT test thing. And if I get into law school, I guess that's what I'm going to do. Well, you got in. I got in. And um, I worked for that firm for about a year and then quit for a whole other story that we could talk about in another episode. Mm. So ended up having, you know, to pay my way through. But I paid as I went. I worked two jobs and went to law school at night and got out with no debt. And here I am. Good job, girl. That is awesome. Yeah. So that's my story. Now you're a badass lawyer. That's right. That's right. My arguing has come in handy all right now i gotta ask so like how many people like instantly when you were like i'm gonna take the lsat and i'm gonna become a lawyer did they like go legally blonde like yeah quote the movie oh, yeah they like start calling you l woods oh yes oh yes and i actually at court um dressed as l woods one day in my pink trial suit and brought my puppy and they thought it was hilarious like yeah. in real court or like tr- like fake court during school real court oh my god <laughs> you, you brought did you do that puppy? for like halloween or just it like a random Hall- day it was halloween oh, okay, okay. Okay, okay i'm like oh my god that's amazing <laughs> i got the okay from the judge like beforehand and we got a picture together it was really cute Aww. that is so awesome i want to see that picture yeah <laughs> like, i've, I don't got think I've ever phone. seen that I'll, I'll have to show you guys but yeah so it was awesome and i really enjoy being a lawyer i think that it hits my creative side as well as my analytical side so i do i have a pretty stressful job but like i like it most days mm-hmm. so well i'm gonna I'm, I'm like gonna do a little pivot off of this though because i was uh out with some friends this weekend and we were kind of talking about like 
like hitting in the 30s or like mid 30s when people sometimes like are like okay i've had a good career so far but i kind of want a career change yeah Yeah. so not necessarily the go back to school kind of thing but like sometimes yes but they their priorities and their life has changed a little bit and they've kind of learned more about how well they work and they're just like i just want to do this you know yeah like have y'all had that moment before oh yeah you know i mean i i don't mind marketing like i've i fell into it and i've learned a lot about it uh in the past like what three and a half four years yeah um i now maybe not exactly where i am in terms of the location um but i'm kind of i'm okay where i am i think now do i wish i had more freedom in terms of like editing or am i kind of like well i wish i was more of a proofreader or an editor yeah some so so i kind of am like i kind of wish i could pivot some now i the type of law that i do now i love Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't want to do any other type of law but i uh but yeah of course like oh like sometimes i wish i had a job that wasn't as stressful and draining Mm -hmm. sometimes i wish i had a job where i have more flexibility where i could stay home with my daughter more often or choose like oh today like i'm gonna work from home like Mm -hmm. that would be nice um but i'm very fortunate to how my life has turned out and how like i had no idea what to do and no guidance to do it and somehow figured it out kind of just like forged your own path yeah yeah um but i had to that that didn't have an option mm-hmm. so um it was either that or go back to my hometown and get knocked up or get on meth and live in a single wide trailer which there's nothing wrong with that but that is just, oh there's a lot wrong with the meth part though well yeah. let's just make that clear there is there is no. <laughs> but uh that's just not something that um i wanted and uh so but yeah well my new dream job plan has less to do with the actual job and more to do with the benefits of the job. I want mm-hmm. a four day work week and a three yes. day weekend because I just feel like the 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 ratio is just not right. Like this You're five, right. five days a week, Amen. two days off. It's just not, you know, now that I'm in my mid thirties, I need an extra day to recover. For sure. Like, you would be so much more productive on those four days. I really yes, would because there's definitely yes. one day during that five day work week that nothing gets done. Right. I mean, and I think everyone's like that. That's not just me being like a lazy person i think there's definitely a point where it's just like nah nothing's happening today or (laughs) or like um on friday i had an eye doctor appointment at 3 45 so i already knew i was gonna leave work early and i had like a serious migraine after lunch and so like i was supposed to be writing a client proposal and it like i was going as slow as molasses and i was like i'm being so unproductive Mm -hmm. right now like yep so i just want four days work mm-hmm. three days off really good health insurance yeah and uh all the creative freedom to do whatever i want i, I don't think that's asking for too much no. i don't either and it's ten dollars a year yeah. oh and oh, okay. i feel like there should be like some sort of uh built-in like daycare for future uses amen yeah. you know? amen i just hear so many people talk about how they basically have to like give up on like their their dreams their goals or they're, they're put in the position to have to like decide between i want this or we want this because i can't afford both yeah like so we gotta figure something out daycare, about that guys <laughs> average daycare for one child is sixteen thousand dollars a year well, yeah in a, mm-hmm. in a bigger city and like, trying to find one your horror story yeah. from like trying to find one for rory like i'm like uh but good news because we just did our taxes 
it go it can be deducted from your taxes oh really there's that yeah well i did have a a friend that again over the weekend who was talking about she has two kids and she was saying that uh the daycare cost for her two kids and like preschool cost for her two kids is more than her mortgage every month yeah oh so like that's just like you you're not really necessarily told that like if you want kids you almost like it's if committing to a kid is committing to an extra house that's invisible yeah um (laughs) when rory was in daycare she's not anymore but we were paying uh, over $1,200 a month Mm -hmm. in daycare well and i also don't there's no maternity leave at my current job oh yeah so mm-hmm. like i'm pretty much like well whenever i do want to have a kid like i'm gonna have to go find a new job yeah mm-hmm. you yeah um because mm-hmm. there's no maternity leave. i got short-term disability mm. that's what it's called if you work somewhere and that has insurance but they don't give you maternity leave having a baby is a disability Wow. <laughs> that's okay my insurance doesn't recognize uh pregnancy as like a medical condition what <laughs> what is it then a choice apparently well but it, like it's just it doesn't count so, so it's just there for whenever you want to like whenever you're like ready for that stub option? my toe and like fall off the front porch and they'll go ahead and fix me up but get knocked up and deal with uh like well i have a going proposal to a doctor they won't whenever you it. decide to have a baby and you don't want to pay those doctor bills, I have a doctorate. I will deliver your baby. There you go. For free. I'm going to think about this now. Okay. Hey, will you do that for me too, Lens? Yeah. I'll okay, actually great. trade you in services. You have to produce my new song. I will produce your new song then. <laughs> yeah. I've watched almost every episode of Grey's Anatomy, so I feel like I'm qualified. I'm sorry. Did you watch ER too? Because I just watched no. the entire run of ER, and I think it's important that you know those doctor skills too. Okay. I'll start on that. There's the, there's her next career pivot. She's that's her like, that's her career pivot she's right there. Be a, a photographer, lawyer, doctor. Great. I really want to be a surgeon. If I could go back to school and be anything and be a surgeon, and I've talked to this about this before. Like, and I brought it up to my husband about two years ago, and he laughed, and I literally started crying. I locked myself in the bathroom crying because he was being so unsupportive. You've also said you wanted to go back to school and become an astronaut. Though, okay, too. that too. Oh, yeah, space <laughs> school, space school. He was also unsupportive about. He was that. very unsupportive of that because we were going to go to space Both camp. And Both of those. I still yeah. want to go to space camp. Uh, yes, this summer. Same. Let's do it. Okay, let's make it happen. All right, but we'll bring champagne. All right. Well, speaking of space camp, um, because obviously outer space would be a really cool place <gasps> to visit. Yes, it would. Um, that was my what answer. Places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> what places do you want to visit before you croak? The moon. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were going to say that. Of course she was, Trina. Oh of course God. she was. Of course she was. She wanted to go to astronaut camp. Have you met me? I was oh going to be a recruited astronaut camp to be an astronaut. That's how it works. And then you're going to go to the moon. I'm so sorry. I did not realize that this was going to happen. It was just a really good opening. That's fine. Transition. I am going to uh, amend my answer. What is your next favorite place nope, that nope. you want to go visit? Go oh, well, Jess, where do you want to go visit? You had like <clears> an amazing <throat> trip last year. You went over to London. Um, yes. So what else is on the, uh, like, I must visit this place before I croak? I'm going to be real specific here. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go to Australia. Ooh. <gasps> Are you going to ride in a kangaroo pouch? Yes, I am. Yes. yes. Um, I'm <laughs> going to ride in a kangaroo in there, pouch. I'm going to go to Australia where, like, you know, literally everything over there wants to kill you. Yes. Um, but I'm going to be real specific in my answer. Okay. I'm going to go to Coffin Bay, Australia. 
Oh. Coffin Bay. Coffin Bay, Australia. Please tell me that's like a haunted town with like a lot of Aborigine people. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. Um, But specifically Coffin Bay because you can go there and have an amazing oyster and like champagne tasting experience. So literally. Aphrodisiac Central. uh, Pretty much. Um, So you go there and um you go they have a bar in the in the ocean oh <gasps> whoa that made us go silent <laughs> i know <laughs> i, I want to go there <laughs> I, I, heard, I heard about this last year and i was like uh adding to my list of places i want to travel to immediately wait, wait so like a bar in the ocean How, like is it a building that's like out floating in the ocean no or no, it no. Like a boat in it, the ocean? It, no 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 it is like a bar like that goes out into the ocean and your bar stools are in the ocean like a floating dock like a floating dock type but, bar but, but you're, like in you're like on a sandbar or something i guess but like your bar stools you're sitting in the ocean the okay. waves yeah. and stuff are like on your are like up on you all right i'm not i'm not trying to creep you out about the place but all i'm all i'm like feeling right now is like jaws vibes oh. and the music no. because because no. australia is known for having like the great white sharks because there's it's the water's colder there look negative nancy whoa look, it's I a don't I want Jess it's to be like bay. eaten by a shark. It's I want her to bay. have an amazing shark story. Okay, <laughs> I probably will. at a bar in the ocean. It's a yeah. it's a bay, but it's a specific oyster bay. So they literally there's it's an oyster growing thing. So they literally scoop oysters out of the water and serve them to you straight from where they are growing. Okay. Okay. Trick question: If you go to this place and you could take anybody in the world, who would you take? Um, probably my soon-to-be husband. I knew it. You wouldn't take us, so, Sorry, friend. Tastings. Y- yes, but um, my soon-to-be husband also loves the oysters, and I'd probably we'd eat the oysters and drink the champagne, and then go have sex on the beach. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I don't want that image. Hashtag aphrodisiac. <laughs> Hashtag aphrodisiac island. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That sounds like a show. Are it you are like you saying you don't want to have an orgy with me and Trina? <laughs> Okay, uh, this just yeah, took I a, don't. Uh, I don't, it took a weird turn. I don't want to. Anyway. Go. <laughs> totally cutting that part out. <laughs> anyway, so I want to go to Ottawa, Australia, but I definitely want to go to Coffin Bay, Australia, for Coffin that like Bay. specific experience. Okay, well, I hope it's a haunted beach because it, the name would be very sad oh, if it wasn't. Yeah. All right, Trina, what about you? Uh, hold on, I'm gonna throw in the. It's probably haunted from all of the shark attacks. Oh. Okay, shark Sorry. attack, shark attack, <laughs> the shark attack victims. <laughs> um, let's see, I. There's a couple different places I want to go because, frankly, I don't want to croak anytime soon and I want to go to all these places. Duh. Like, I mean... Well, more, don't die. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I really, really try not to. Um, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of the things that I've wanted to do. Um, I really would like to go see the Eiffel Tower and go to France sometime. Oh, yeah. One of the big things I really want to do is go to Champagne, France. I was going to say, that's um, just a group trip for like, us. Just I throw that out there. I just think that that would be like a really fun like podcast trip, like yeah. a girl's trip. Like, go and explore Champagne, France. Like, really hit up. Like, I don't necessarily want to go to wine country. I want to go to Champagne country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of on my bucket list now, of course. And then... Um, I really want to go to the Philippines because I used to live there and I just haven't been uh, since back the, uh, since the volcano blew up <laughs> near our house. Right. Um, and along the lines of that, I'd probably also like to go to Guam because I, I went there or I was born there. And then we went there on our evacuation from the Philippines to like back to the States. So we stayed there for a short bit. So I got to see a little bit of it, mm. but I was still too young enough to like really appreciate it and like go around and like explore sure. it. 
like it'd be cool to go with my parents but like i don't think either of them will ever ever fly with me there Um, ever but like it would be kind of cool to get to experience that with them yeah that would be cool Mm -hmm. so but it would be also just as much fun to go take marshall there and be like hey this is where i was born oh yeah yeah, that'd be great or Lindsay, like how many you can come too Uh, (laughs) me too i mean yeah i want to come along it's a really small little island but like how many people can say like i've been to guam um plus it's a tropical island so i feel like as while i'm there i'm sure there's a resort somewhere and i just at some point in my life i'm not even particular where i just want to go and stay in one of those cabanas above the water where you've got like a glass floor and you can see into the ocean (gasps) and i can jump off my own dock out into my own little private ocean space I don't even care where it's at. Like, I just want to do that once in my life. Oh, well, then if you have a glass floor, then you can see Giles when he's coming up into your, you know, room. I'm going to go somewhere with warm waters so that there's less Jaws. Oh, okay. Just paint the water around you. That way the sharks (laughs) don't come near you. They don't like warm water. They like cold water. (laughs) Also, fish pee in the ocean, so it's always warm. There you- <laughs> I mean, not everywhere. <laughs> Whatever, Trina. What about you, Lindsay? Okay. So, since you completely ruined my first idea to go to the moon. You can so, still go to the moon. Sorry, you okay. can still go. Yeah, that's definitely on my list. But um, So, I would like to write a comment. You would like to write a comment? <laughs> comment. Okay. Yeah. Not um, the household cleaner, but like a yeah. Real, yeah. Like a real comment. So, you're like... I mean, was is that the theme to like Armageddon? Yes, they like, did it. So I feel like I can do it. So it's like some Stanley Kubrick stuff going on know. here. Okay. So if I have to pick it in the the freaking Earth, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, then I would like to go up north and stay in one of those ice hotels. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be so awesome. So if you don't know, I am super hot natured. I will not even need covers, but the whole freaking hotel they have to rebuild it every year is made of ice the bed the chairs the bar every single thing is made of ice and i like i when i was pregnant i begged my husband to take me there and leave me because i was so hot all the time <laughs> i was gonna say that would be the perfect place for you and i want to see the northern lights because <gasps> oh, they're near yes. there oh, yeah i would like to see the northern lights i didn't get to see those when i was in alaska so mm-hmm. that's where i want to go husband if you're listening mm-hmm. dream trip dream trip ice hotel dream trip I mean, the ice hotel would be really oh, awesome. Yeah. It's like such a cool place. Yeah. I also would like to go to Greece. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Okay, too. I've been there, done that. Freaking amazing. Go, go, go tomorrow. I think that's my honeymoon uh, trip that I'm yeah. thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'll give you my website because we got a great deal. We went to Athens and Santorini, Mykonos and Crete. It was amazing. I love it. That would be awesome to go there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely highly. Just push your way there. Just go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So next, we're going to talk about our festive Easter memories from when we were a child, since Easter's just a couple days away. Mm-hmm. All right. What about y'all? Do y'all have any good memories from your childhood? Uh, yes. So my Easter memories, we would always go to my grandparents' house, my nanny and papa. Oh, nanny and papa. Nanny and papa. So that was on my mom's side. And like, that is what I remember Easter being. Like we would go over to their house and they would hide all the eggs in their front and backyard. Um, and like our, like we kids would be in like our Sunday dresses and we would go look for these eggs. And of course, there was the golden egg. Did you guys ever oh. have a golden egg? Yeah, it had all the money. Yes, it did. And it was like this big plastic golden egg. Like, I don't know. It was from some like crazy department store. From- so how much money was in there? 
I think a 20. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. See, like um, I had an ex-boyfriend, like his family did like something like that. They did Easter eggs with candy in them and then money in them. But there wasn't, there was usually one that had like a one big bill, but it wasn't like a golden egg. So it looked like all the other eggs. You didn't know you had it until you, everyone went through all their eggs and like counted all their change or their dollar bills. And like, then realized like, Oh, I was the one who got like the two twenties or the fifty or whatever. That's, that's pretty good. I think yeah. we had like a bunch of like the plastic colored eggs, and it was like candy, like you know your jelly beans and your little bits of chocolate. And then I think we some of them had like some change and yeah. some random dollar bills. But that big golden egg man, that was like the one that was like the one to find. Did you ever get the golden egg? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, I mowed down my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> no, was there like a certain age where that kind of like stopped or? Um, I think by the time I was like seven, that was what? seven yeah. or eight. That was like the, I was like the oldest really of my cousins uh, on that side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I couldn't like, you know, but yeah. See, with my, uh, again, like the ex's family that did like the whole Easter egg hunt with the money and stuff, like it became like a big family thing and it was all, everyone got to participate, including the adults. So like, and definitely like the teenagers and even when we started college, like we'd all come back for Easter to participate in the Easter egg hunt (laughs) Uh because there was like big money at play because like all of the adults would kind of like, and and everyone would kind of package eggs. So it became like a thing, like everyone to contribute to it and hide eggs and then everyone participated because you'd have 20 people out there searching for like 200 eggs wow you know because everyone would fill them and everyone would bring stuff so it's like it's very interesting and it was a lot of fun and i definitely made out like at least like with like sometimes it was like five bucks sometimes with like 25 bucks it was pretty good nice i love it that's the best and see so that was like when i was like you know ended when i was seven or eight but then so when i got older and i went to grad school in boston yeah and my friend melissa who is from massapequa long island um, I went home with her a couple of times for Easter. Um, just like I never, you know, went home to mm-hmm. Nashville, but I, I'd go home with her for Easter weekend a few times. And her family is legit Italian. Um, and her mom would cook the biggest Italian Easter meal Yum. ever. Um, and so her mom would also do her, Melissa's brother Lee would come home from college and her mom would do a crazy Easter egg hunt. And like, I mean, here we are in like our early 20s and doing this crazy Easter egg hunt. And it was like, you know, when I was younger, we would like kind of mow each other down. But like in our early 20s, we were also throwing elbows. Mm-hmm. But like, oh. I'm talking about like New York elbows. <laughs> There's some strong elbows there. Oh, yeah. Like it was so much fun. Um, So like that's just like my fun Easter memories of like, you know, little Southern children in our little Easter frilly dresses at my grandparents. But then Aww. in my early 20s, like throwing down in Massapequa, Long Island, like to get those eggs because like that was legit because one of those was a good egg with some money in it too in long island nice so that was like that was some fun easter memories mm, good times mm-hmm. well what about you trina so other than like like i said like the easter with like the ex like his family like really embraced it and it was always a lot of fun like that really got me excited about easter again because as a kid of course you get excited you get the baskets full of candy Mm, and um, go to church or go see family and get good food all that kind of stuff and i mean that's fun and there's obviously a reason for this the holiday and everything but like 
as you get into like your you know preteens and your teenage years it's you kind of like lose the interest in it and then also like the the exciting factor of it goes away all right so that kind of like reignited my excitement for easter and then well and then i moved off to college and uh to tennessee and i remember that being like the saddest weekend one time because like everyone left and went away for easter and no. i was like there by myself because I, I don't think i did i was like too far from home so we didn't do a whole lot so, of easter so yeah i mean I, well i think you might have gone with like your boyfriend or something uh, like i remember like everyone I left and i was like oh um, no like you don't fly home for easter <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so but like I remember then uh, after graduation and getting a little bit older, we realized we had a lot of friends that were like that too because we were all working. It's again, it's not really a holiday that you go home for. Mm-hmm. So uh, we started doing our own little Easter things where Ooh. it was like, okay, let's go over to, you know, someone's house and like, uh, I'll do like a grill out, a cookout or something like that and like hang out and. Oh, I went with you do, like, Easter egg hunter. Jackie's. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun. like our friends, Jackie and Joey, like definitely hosted it a few years in a row. And one year we made these confetti eggs have y'all ever seen those before yeah this is before they started selling them in the stores pre-made so like you basically had to like poke holes in both sides of the Uh eggs like blow like a out raw egg yeah a raw egg oh, okay you, i was like a plastic egg what are you talking about it's so much easier to suck it out and spit it uh, no see we'd like poke holes. Yolk? Yeah. yeah we'd poke holes in both sides and then you'd like basically blow on one side and like blow out all of the egg and the yolk but you're trying to keep the hole as small as possible and then you kind of try to clean it out as much as you can you fill it with you let them dry and then you fill it with uh confetti in the tiny hole in the tiny hole and then you tape over the edge of it and then you like diet like you would anything else so like we tape over the ends um then we put them in the dye and they change colors and everything um but what was great about that is like when you do the easter egg hunt whoever gets the confetti eggs then you can throw them at someone and when they break confetti flies everywhere or you can crash it over someone's head and because it's like in an empty shell so it's not like it's hard or anything like that and you can throw that at someone and it's going to just burst into this confetti glitter ball it's so much fun um so like one of our the first years we did this over at jackie and joey's old house um there's like a great picture of one of our friends like like winding up like they're pitching a baseball and like tossing it at marshall and it hitting him in the back and just this burst of like uh confetti goes everywhere <laughs> which is wow awesome. and then flash forward a few years we're at jackie and jerry's new house and we do the same thing we're going and hiding all of the eggs everywhere we have some hard-boiled eggs that are dyed like normal e- easter eggs uh some plastic eggs with candy or whatever in them and some of these eggs that have confetti in them that we had decorated and everything and so by the time we find out the confetti eggs um we end up getting into like basically everyone steps back with the confetti eggs and we kind of all count and then it's like let loose and it's like war every man for themselves and you're throwing all the eggs at everyone else and like confetti's <laughs> flying everywhere it's like a war zone of confetti eggs it's amazing and someone i think same thing joey goes to throw one at marshall but it's a hard-boiled egg i think it's just the momentum of it he just like didn't think oh, anything or he assumed no. marshall would catch it marshall caught it with his forehead <laughs> oh no he ended up with a goose egg from a hard-boiled egg on his forehead oh no <laughs> That's awesome. it was the best there's a picture of him with this like red shaped egg print on his <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome one of my favorite memories of easter like ever though <laughs> yes oh. like easter with friends as adults you can still have so much fun with that yeah like because again i feel like a lot of people like lose sight of of 
like how much fun it could potentially Uh be yeah yeah i've seen some really fun things like do the glow in the dark easter eggs at night or hide little mini champagne bottles in your yard instead of easter eggs uh that sounds super fun right yeah that's what rory is getting that's what rory's getting yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to tell Will to do that type of Easter egg hunt for me. Absolutely. I think uh, after my nephew's recent meltdown at a birthday party because he saw a pinata for the first time and he basically started crying like, I've never got a pinata. And it was like, Aww. well, it's not your birthday for one. <laughs> and also no one knew when you wanted a pinata, but he also he didn't know what a pinata was. So now oh, he's like, he's going to be really jealous yeah. of a pinata cake, Jess. So now, <laughs> now I'm like, I want to make him a pinata for Easter. <laughs> <laughs> so that he can like break an egg and like get the candy because yes. he was like so sad about this like i've never had a pinata and his, why is he had a pinata and his birthday just passed so he's gonna oh. wait like a whole year to have a pinata no, for his birthday you never have to wait for a birthday to have a pinata go to freaking walmart and get him a freaking pinata or if you don't That's do for do. if you don't do for easter cinco de mayo is coming right yeah. on yeah i think we just need to start a new tradition and like he gets to break a pinata now <laughs> everyone needs to celebrate my birthday That's right. Yeah. We need to talk about that on the next episode. How are we going to celebrate Lindsay's birthday this year? That's right. It has to be epic. It does have to be epic. No pressure. I think we needed. It's an excuse to take another trip. Y'all are in charge of it because we all know how gifts go at my house. Didn't we talk about St. Louis? We did. Mm -hmm. I feel like it should be like Mexico theme though. Oh, I'm can, just saying. I feel like if tequila's trip. involved, it is Mexican themed. <laughs> Pretty all much, we can bring out like all of the champagne margaritas. <gasps> yeah, true, true. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should go back and listen to our last episode about the bubbly bracket. Oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, yes. Just saying, just saying. Well, uh, if you guys have any fun Easter memories, holler at us. Um, and check out our social media because I will have posted a fun peep show cocktail. Peep show? Mm-hmm. Peep show mm-hmm. don't mm-hmm. say. She got her Easter drink, I think, in cap on. Yeah. That's right. The peep show drink. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yep. That sounds awesome. All right, guys. We are starting our new segment right now. It is called Dear Bubbles. Dear Bubbles. And it is advice by three tipsy ladies. Uh, because the truth comes out when you're drunk. Yeah. And we're going to do this at the end of every episode. So you get the real truth. You get the real truth. The real truth. So nothing but the truth. N- and nothing and but the truth. truth. <laughs> all the truth. Yes. Uh, so if you need advice on anything, if you have a love issue, if you have a work issue, if you have a friend issue, send it in yeah. on our website. Because we're experts in everything when we're drinking. Literally. Yes. Everything. So uh, send it to us and we will tell you what we think. Yeah, and don't worry, you can do it anonymous, anonymously. See, we're already on top of it. <laughs> we're on top of it already. Um. So nobody knows who you are, you know, whatevs. Whatevs. We're so much better than Dear Abby, Dear Prudence, Ann Landers, any of that business. We, Just, we're way better. We're better than all of that. Yeah, so Combined. go on our website, uh, theschampagneway.com, and go in the top right corner to the little lines. And you'll, <laughs> right? Oh, that's yes. if you're on your mobile phone, yes. Okay. I don't <laughs> it's know. It's different I'm, if you look at it on a website. <laughs> I don't know anyone who looks on a computer anymore. I do. <laughs> okay. If you go on your phone, it's the three little lines and you click it and then you go down to Dear Bubbles. If you're on a computer, surely you can find it because you have a computer. <laughs> and submit yes. your Dear Bubbles um, question to us and we'll give you the best advice ever. ever. So here is our very first 
Dear Bubbles. Dear Bubbles. Dear Bubbles. Alrighty. Dear Bubbles, what do you do when you start feeling stagnant in your job? I've recently started feeling this way, and I'm not sure if I should stick it out or start looking for something new. Please help. Sincerely, Stagnant Stale Bubbles. Mm. Oh, man. You should fork and quit. I I feel like we've all been there with this. Like, so... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm there right now. TBH. Well, like I, I recently moderated a panel and someone asked us like, how do you, how did you make the next step in your career? Mm. And like people gave different advice on this. And my big thing kind of, I think shocked a few people in the audience, but I said like, take your frustrations and like, you can either like be like, let it eat at you and become angered. Or you can use that as motivation to like take the next step and like, advance your career Mm -hmm. so if you're feeling frustrated or i mean if it's just stagnant like then you might just need to talk to your boss about you what your job's duties are something like that but if it's not a position like that because obviously a lot of people aren't able to approach their bosses and be like hey i'd like to do something different i'm bored af right (laughs) right is there can you progress in your job to where you want to be if not then i mean depending on your financial situation i know not not a vast majority of us can't just up and quit our jobs and like figure it out so you know what what's your next step are you going to apply for jobs do you even know what you want to do i hate how our society thinks that at 18 years old you should figure it out when most people in their mid-30s and 40s like don't know what they want to be when they grow True. up or still trying to figure We're it still out yeah. trying to figure it out and that's fine like so first of all do you know what you want to do do you know what's going to make your heart happy if you do how are you going to get there do you have to go back to school can you do it without going back to school mm-hmm. um do you have the financial stability to go after that goal and quit your job and do it full time or do you have to do it at night and on the sides until you get there it all really depends what you want to do yeah but i take that frustration and like try to channel it into something yeah. positive you know but i think it would be a good idea to talk to your boss and say hey like I would really like to progress in my career and do something different. Like it, whatever you're feeling, maybe there's room. You know, what do you recommend? If you're in a bigger company, like my, one of the first companies I worked for, they offered like little courses that you could take through HR that would be for management training or like leadership training. So, um, that's a good way to start. If you're in a Mm -hmm. company that offers that, Mm -hmm. if you're in a small company that doesn't offer that, then basically your limit, you're limited to what's available and talking to your boss but you know from there it's looking for something that's going to make you happy because uh i mean i think we can all agree like there's no sense in wasting the little bit of time we have like no right here being unhappy but but like make sure your resume is up to par like make sure your linkedin profile is up to par like that's always you know, good thing. Make sure your social media accounts are private. Yes. <laughs> because absolutely. although some companies are not supposed to look those up, pretty much everyone does. We're all guilty of it. So be aware of it. Just make yeah. sure that you're not doing anything um, cray. And like your chamber of commerce um, and your, your city, sometimes they will offer courses on the cheap. Um, I just found that out. Ooh, I didn't uh, know that. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. I, I just found that a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, uh, that, that they might offer some resources that can help you. Nice. And if you're um, thinking of starting something of your own, look up your local entrepreneurship center. Like you yeah. don't already mm-hmm. have to have an established business to go talk to someone there and find out like what steps you can take to turn like a hobby and turn it into a business or learn more about what it 
what steps you'd have to take to start your own business. Like yeah. that's a huge thing. I think that a, a huge resource that a lot of people don't ever yes. um, look into because they're intimidated. And you know, do you want to be afraid of it your whole life or do you want to do something great? <laughs> yeah. So my biggest advice is decide what you think you want to do. So whether that is become a fashion designer on Etsy and sell your own product to becoming a dentist and you find somebody who does that and you go shadow them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you see what they do from day to day because that is completely different than what you imagine. Mm-hmm. And then you decide, okay, yes, this is what I thought it was. I could totally do this. I would thrive. My heart would be happy. Or, you know what? Nope. You know, I, I didn't think about this aspect or that aspect. So I think you should definitely try to shadow somebody or ask some appropriate questions to that person in the field. And I think most entrepreneurs would be so happy to answer questions. And, and, and tell you the hard things. Like, it's yes. always best to ask someone. The hardest questions. Yeah. Don't just ask them what they love about their job. Mm-hmm. Ask them what they hate about their yes. job. Because as much as you might be stagnant in your job, someone somewhere probably wants it. So, yes. like, what would you say if they asked you what mm-hmm. about your job? Like, would you only tell them the great things or would you tell them the not so great things? Because everyone should know that. Yeah, for sure. You know, and the grass is always kind of greener, you know, on the other side when you're looking at other people's lives, especially through social media. So it is sometimes nice to get the real version because as much as we all kind of love our jobs, we also have moments we hate about our jobs. Of course. And I think that's completely normal. Mm -hmm. But if you like, I had a job once where when I got off on Friday, I got anxiety because I knew I was going to have to go back Monday. That's just a sign. Yeah, that's no so good. It, it, I mean, you really just just kind of dive deep and figure out, first of all, is it affecting my health if I stay at this job? Because mm-hmm. uh, honestly, sometimes if it is, if it's that bad, um, then quit because that's only gonna, the only thing that's going to make you find a new job. Yeah. Yeah. Is if you have to. Yep. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So we have another one. We have two. Oh, yay. yay. Two okay. tier bubbles. I'm so excited. All right, everyone. So um, the submission is, dear bubbles, how do I fake being happy in a wedding that I don't want to be in? Oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, my One of my good friends from college is getting married. However, I do not like her fiance. He has a lot of baggage and has his own children from a previous marriage. Oh. He had a vasectomy before he met my friend. However, she is insistent that they are going to be having kids in the future. To top it off, she's getting married on my anniversary date because out of the 365 days of the year, that was the only date available. Sincerely, a not-so-bubbly bridesmaid. Oh, wow. There's a lot to oh, unravel wow. there. My Lord. There's yeah. so much. Um, first of all, how good of a friend is this? I think it's a really good a friend. A really good friend. Oh, man. Like, so, it would be a friend that she would like to see happy and in love. Okay. And a, well, okay. Let's d- dissect from kind of the end of it. The whole uh, picking on her anniversary thing. Yeah. Maybe think of that in a positive, different thing. Sometimes people celebrate anniversaries together, go mm. on couples trips. She might be thinking that might be a wonderful thing. Y'all can celebrate at the same time and like mm-hmm. go on trips together. Like I had a friend who uh, got engaged uh, the day after my wedding and then the very next year on our one year anniversary, she got married again like two days after that, which yeah. would have been right after her engagement anniversary. 
And it kind of worked out great because we've a couple of times done that. We've gone on a trip together and celebrated both of our anniversaries. Okay. Um, so maybe don't take that too personally. If this is a good friend, it probably wasn't done maliciously. You have no. to think of someone's intent. So she can go on a double anniversary vacation with her good friend and the fiance or husband that she hates. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying like it's the if she doesn't know that you hate her fiance, then like obviously she might be thinking like or maybe she's thinking that because she'd rather go on a trip with you than her fiance. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, she's thinking five or ten years down the road when it'd be more fun to celebrate with maybe one of her friends. But I mean, like you got to think about that part because that right there sounds like she's thinking it was done like intentionally like to steal her thunder. And if that's the case, then this isn't a good friend. If it's yeah. done just because it was the best date and it's not done to be like a malicious a-hole, uh, then uh, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be so I feel like that's the least know. worst thing yeah. of this whole thing <laughs> it's the least worst thing that's look, why I was like let's get it that look, out look of the way at, look at someone who's just trying to pick a date for just a couple of people for for me and my fiance to get married like I feel like I'm like look, look and listen like just picking a date's like woof like <laughs> I, th- that's the least worst thing of this whole thing like you said Trina if if this is like sh- she's not trying to be malicious and that was just the only date available like girl sorry like she just needed a date to get married <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay so what about the rest of it guys the rest of it well, is a whole other thing. okay so let's talk about um her friend marrying a guy and i don't think her marrying a guy who has children isn't necessarily a big deal to each their own but she wants children and he's had a vasectomy what do you guys think about that <laughs> i hope they've talked about it because a vasectomy can be reversed but I mean, and how much trust do you have that that person is going to go get that done? Right. And isn't it expensive? It can be expensive. I don't know if insurance covers that or not, or if it's an elective surgery. If they don't cover a freaking birth, they can't cover a vasectomy. You think, right? I mean, you think, but who knows in this Because that is an elective surgery. It's not a necessary. Well, so has our bubbly, um, not so bubbly, um, writer in um has she and have she and her friends like discussed this does she know that like or does she know that her friend and her fiance have they talked about it um i believe so okay um but um just letting you guys know Uh that a vasectomy reversal surgery generally cost around thirty thousand dollars oh my lord and it's usually not covered by health insurance. Oh, wow. Um, so you're talking like, I mean, that's that's bordering like adoption fees. That's yeah. a, then a whole pregnancy cost on top of that. Like they said, a, it's whew. like average to like an IVF situation. That's like, so. that's crazy because you're not really like led to believe that because when it's talked about in like media or TV shows, it's kind of like, oh, this is just something people can have done and undone. Now that was done just from like a quick Google search. Like I didn't like read into this. So if like any of our listeners have, oh, this is a diagram of how it's done. Um, (laughs) If any of our listeners has like a better cost analysis of this surgical procedure, we would be interested to hear actually. But just from that quick Google search, that does sound like that is some baggage and... That's something that could trap someone. I mean, you get married to this person and they all of a sudden are like, yeah, well, I think my two that I've already got are enough. Then that's going to be very... 
Oh, see, then I Googled yeah. it again and it said $5,000. I don't know. It's somewhere between $5,000 and $30,000. I mean, yeah. that's a big difference. But that is still something that you... But I mean, that is the thing, Trina, that you're right, that they could be like, I already have kids. I have a vasectomy. I'm good. Well, you hear that happen a lot with people who say, like, I don't want kids at all. And then they get married and one of their spouses all of a sudden is just like, well, no, I still want kids. Like, yeah, that was up, man. My it, husband. I was going to say that happens right. to a lot of people. But I feel like a vasect- like any type of procedure, a hysterectomy, a vasectomy, like you're you're going five steps further and saying I'm done. Mm-hmm. Now he now this person might have done that just because they didn't want any more children with their previous spouse. True. I mean, that's a that could be a whole different thing. Like they could have been like, I want a huge family. I just don't want a huge family with that person. <laughs> so there is that. Now, um, the whole fact that we're like this best friend really doesn't like yeah, the fiance. So, that, okay, so the big thing is how does she fake being excited for her? Like, I think she's struggling with, and I know this person, so I can kind of comment. She's struggling with, okay, I want to be there for my best friend and mm-hmm. I want to be happy for her and I want to be a part of this, but it's going to be fake because I don't think she should marry this particular guy so at this point how do i navigate that to still be supportive and love her and make her feel special on her day i think it's that age-old thing you have to just be there for them in the Mm -hmm. good times and the bad which means that you put on a happy face and you try to be there for them in this time and even if you think it's going to be inevitable that's going to fall apart Mm -hmm. you be there for them also when it when that happens and don't say i told you so nope you know if if it's not like completely harming this person they're not going down a bad road of you feel like abuse or anything like that or they're going to be so unhappy they're going to have a drinking problem or literally all of that kind of stuff like i mean if it's not endangering their health like this person is an adult and they're going to make their own decisions Mm -hmm. and therefore they're going to make their own mistakes as a friend you just have to do your best to like be there for them I if you feel comfortable enough to say something to that person that's different but you got to know that you if this person goes through with the wedding still there it's a very rare situation where you know that's not going to carry into your friendship after that like it might end your friendship yes, if you say it, something it very it very well might and so right you have to go into you have to go into this situation knowing that if you say anything you you've got to take that chance that if you do that even if you think it's in their best interest you might end that friendship and you need to know is it more valuable that I don't say anything and I'm going to be there for them through this through this wedding through this marriage and through any hard times or good times that come after yeah all right i mean so not so bubbly bridesmaid i completely disagree oh if you are a true friend to this girl you cannot let her marry the wrong guy you need to sabotage this wedding (laughs) all right you do whatever you can to stop it like how, what, I feel like you need to throw out some ideas. Yeah. But. Okay. <laughs> so get him really drunk and hire a stripper and he cheats on her. I mean, if yeah, if he does any of that, then you should take some documentation and, you know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> plenty of ways that you can sabotage it. Look at all the movies that you can yeah. reference that talk about that is this. very true. And, you know, and, and figure out a way. let your friend marry a dick 
maybe introduce your friend to someone that you think that Ooh. they're better suited for and see if sparks fly i don't know get her really drunk how close is it to the wedding hot <laughs> that is a good question how close is it to the wedding because is it like a week away or is it like nine months away or like a year away because if it's like not not been really planned then like there's your way to do it like point out like if you think this is the wrong person for them Try to introduce him to the right person. Yeah, get them real drunk so they <laughs> you know? think someone else is the right person. Is she? <laughs> well, uh, here, I mean, I guess you got to think about the kids. Is she really into the, like the step possible step? I do kids? know they live together already. Oh, oh, yeah. Then it goes into a whole nother world too because of the kids. Maybe they bought a house together. I don't know. Oh wow! Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> so this is getting more. This is getting more deep. Okay, okay. Here's new advice. Just let her freaking make the mistake, okay? And then you don't spend a ton of money on a bachelorette party and all these parties, and you save that for her divorce party. There you go. And have a blowout. Make it. There uh, you go. I, I, we, I once made someone a, uh, well, ordered someone a divorce cake. Yeah. It said, uh, ding dong, the it's gone. Was it for a guy or a girl? It was for a guy for his ex-wife. <laughs> so it was, um, it didn't say which. I bet it didn't. What did it um, say, Trina? Um, I can't say that on the podcast because oh. we're trying to keep this censored. Yeah, because we really want kids it, to listen. It was a fantastic cake and everyone loved it. That's awesome. So there you go. I there bought a divorce you go. Cake. Not so bubbly bridesmaid. There's all the advice you need. You're welcome. Yeah. Figure it out. You got it. Guys, it's time for drink about it. Drink about it. Drink about it. Reasons to drink about it. Whether good or bad, we want to know. You can submit on our website at any time. Um, if you're on your computer or your phone, we learned that a while ago. Um, <laughs> you can also just comment on social media or like message us. We You could be featured on the podcast. So that's exciting. Yes. So, uh, so we have a couple listener submissions. We do. All we do. right. So from Glitter Glasses, we have a big old happy birthday and a welcome to the Dirty 30 Club to her sister, Emily, who Ooh. joins it on April 20th. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, happy Emily. Birthday. Happy birthday, Emily. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Happy birthday to you. You're going to Marilyn Monroe that? Happy birthday. She sure is. Okay. Yeah. While she's singing that, yes, <laughs> we're also going to do a shout out to a uh, happy belated birthday to Nina. 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 Happy birthday to you. Oh my God! Did you hear the harmony? Did y'all hear the harmony? See the champagne wave dropping songs. <laughs> yeah. Dropping coming songs. this summer. Make that feel sound good. <laughs> somebody strike a little good, <laughs> good luck okay. uh-huh. righty. well i got another drink about it this is from layla down in florida okay let's see she's got two she's got a drink about it she is drinking to her husband or because her husband and her puppy are both sick so she's taking care of both of them her dog is starting to feel a little bit better good she's a little senior yorkie and she's the cutest thing ever um and then yes taking care of sick husband and we all know what that's like yeah Yeah. sick husband sick fiance sick boyfriends they're Uh, all man (laughs) Um and her other one, she is drinking a celebratory drink and saying congratulations to Nicole on her new job. So Ooh. congratulations, Nicole! Oh yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. New jobs are fun, always fun. There's been lots of jobs up in this episode. Yeah, at least for a year or so. 
<laughs> Any more uh, drink about it uh, submitted to us? Nope. All right, then what are we drinking about to this week, ladies? What are we not drinking about? Is I mean, I mean I everything. So I'm drinking about it because Game of Thrones is on. Yeah, Jess and I, huge fans. Huge, huge, huge. Trina has never watched an episode. It's insane. Ever. <laughs> Actually, so I, like someone was talking about that today, like how they've never seen an episode and how that's like become a thing where now she's like more excited about the fact that she hasn't seen anything. No, you should Boo. not be excited because it's amazing. <laughs> well, apparently I need to watch that show because I've never so seen good. any of it. Okay, we'll have a marathon. I am right. down with that. Uh, Will and I just finished marathoning the entire uh, first seven seasons on Friday night. Yep. In preparation for the new season that just started. So we watched it like three or four times all the way through, but then we uh, started watching the just the last season again, like two weeks before. Yeah. It's, it's so, so good. good. Uh, so apparently I should watch it. Trina, you're kicked off the podcast. If you goodbye, goodbye. It. You can't kick me off the podcast. Yeah. I edit this thing. You can wow. still edit it, though. I can edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't threaten me. Don't throw shade at us. <laughs> you can't threaten me. <laughs> All right, Jess, what are you drinking about? Uh, friends, I am drinking because it is playoff hockey time. And we all know how Jess feels about that. We do. So let's just say that like during the regular season, I'm like, oh, yay, hockey, hockey, hockey. Um, I went to the game on Saturday. Um, and I mean, I did have a giant mimosa that was concocted from an entire bottle of Prosecco. Um, but I immediately sat in my seat and screamed and yelled and chewed on a rally towel the entire game. <laughs> Um, so hopefully by the time this episode drops on Friday, the Predators will be ahead by three games to one and will be prepared to take the series, Ooh, the first hope. round series. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. Jess, you'll be proud of me yesterday. I wore a Pred shirt. <gasps> Lindsay, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Super proud of you. I'm so yeah, proud of I you. I wore a sports thing. <laughs> now, on game days, did they let you wear that stuff to the court? No. Aww. It wasn't even a game. Wait, you wore it yesterday? Yeah. It wasn't even a game day yesterday. Well, how did I was supposed to know that. She's just showing Fred's pride. Hey, okay. I'm Every glad. Day. I'm glad for it. So I'm drinking because I'm anxious and happy and excited and all the emotions. Well, that's exciting. I know. Trina, what are you drinking about? I am drinking about, let's see, today I got to go to today in nashville i didn't get to be on it my uh the artist that i work with sometimes michelle um she got to be on it but it was just like a fun experience like getting to see her perform like I, again it's that goes back to that dream job thing i love seeing people kind of live out their dreams and being able to help in any little way and she's so talented uh y'all should all go check her out because okay. it's definitely on her story uh highlights from this but it was um at Michelle Music TO on uh, Instagram. But she's just amazing, and Michelle Pereira. And she got to perform on live TV That's on cool. a Today Show in Nashville. And, um, or Today in Nashville. And it was just fun to be there, see the sound check, see the whole behind the scenes of like the TV studio and like how they go on like a morning show from like sitting here and talking to moving over here and talking and interviewing someone and then going over and having the kitchen area where they had like a cook on the show. And then they Aww. had two different artists. It was Michelle and then another band that performed on the show and it was just fun getting to see that and like be in the green room with all these different guests and it was cool so you like people to see people achieve their dreams i do so how are you going to tell me write a comment um i'm gonna work on that okay i mean we'll contact nasa 
Thank you. Can we just finally. like make a comment and you write on it kind of like Miley Cyrus in the Wrecking Ball video? Okay, we'll yes. do that first. Like you know, that will be like you practice. You specify. That'll be practice. Comment. I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> we might give you a comment Wrecking Ball and you can totally Miley Cyrus Done. that. <laughs> gotcha. Who wants to see that happen? <laughs> Me. Um and i don't know i don't really know if i have any other uh, well actually no i do have more drink about it um let's see i'm drinking about the fact that like the last two weekends have been like bad a it's been amazing yeah i've gotten to go out with like two weekends back to back with like old friends girl like, i saw those pickleback shots um yeah i got to introduce my uh I'm sorry what like best friend from florida like one of my friends from like junior high and high school she came to visit me like two weekends ago and we went on like a food and drinking tour through downtown oh. which was so much fun and then we like had uh i introduced her to pickleback shots pickleback shots i don't know what that is oh my god you take like a <laughs> shot of whiskey and then you take a shot of pickle juice right after it and it's amazing because it basically like cancels both of them out it takes away like kind of uh-huh. the sour from like the pickle juice and it takes away the whiskey taste like pretty much completely so she's not a whiskey drinker neither was our tour guide who also took one <laughs> and <laughs> it was like it, it was so funny like they loved them they both were like in shock like afterwards like oh my god i can drink whiskey now i wish someone could take a picture of my face right now <laughs> like, your face is like this is horrible if you don't like pickle juice you're probably gonna be like Meh. but if who you- doesn't like pickle juice jess well actually funnily enough um will's stepmom gave us a gallon of pickle juice for christmas out of nowhere <laughs> just pickle juice just literally pickle juice i'm gonna need that if you don't drink it well yeah. <laughs> we were actually thinking of getting rid of it because we don't know what to do with i will it. take it pickleback shots we made margaritas with pickle juice last monday what tequila and pickle juice pickle juice is apparently good for you in yeah. so many ways. it's good for cramps, cramps. Mm-hmm. it's good for hangovers pickle juice is the best hangover medicine you can drink what uh-huh. yes how do you not know this yeah okay sorry to interrupt totally. your story like, Trina, but yeah okay <laughs> so there you go you can you've learned something new and you can also take that right after you take a shot of something and it's called a pickleback okay but most most people like i said the whiskey you know take a shot of whiskey and like you literally shoot and then shoot you take mm-hmm. them back to back completely wipes it out like both the two non-whiskey drinkers did multiple pickleback shots in front of me yeah because it was so good <laughs> her face is like in shock okay you're gonna have to try so. one and report back your thoughts and feelings and also i want your jar pickle juice Uh, girl it's not a jar it's a plastic gigantic jug yes i would like your jug (laughs) a whole jug of pickle juice well then okay so my other drink about it is this past weekend i got to go down to tupelo mississippi tupelo which there's really not a lot in tupelo mississippi like we legit the one thing that was big like touristy like to see was um to go to the birthplace of elvis like his first home mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure it was like tea tiny like it's like the size of my living room maybe oh my um it's so i saw super that tiny. picture and um so we went there and and saw him and or saw him <laughs> we, elvis we did not see elvis. Elvis. <laughs> although he's still alive right since then um no we did not see elvis haunted um, elvis <laughs> that would be super cool though yeah there's a haunted elvis tour i'd go on that just totes saying. um but uh no like two of my friends from college we went down there um and the whole reason we went to two blokes obviously there's not much there was because producer marshall um was playing uh, a show there like a small arena show it was kind of really awesome um he was uh 
the artist he plays with, Carlton Anderson, they were opening for Old Dominion. <gasps> wow. So I know them. It was deal. like a huge show. It was super cool. And it was like the, the biggest like stage and arena I've seen him play in. So we went down there to see him. Um, so we saw him. We saw uh, like Carlton Anderson, who he plays with. We saw Jordan Davis. And then we saw Old Dominion. And it was just such an awesome night. It was oh, such an awesome wow. show. Like we just had a good time. Sometimes like you need that and little weekend away with some girls. Yes. And sometimes to a place where there isn't really much to do other than, you know, go shopping, eat some food, drink some drinks, go see a show. Love it. It was like the perfect little weekend. So we definitely enjoyed it. It was awesome. Yay. I love that. Yes, yes. Any other drink about it for you guys? Nope. No, I guess uh, maybe we're going to drink to Notre Dame. Oh, yeah, y'all. Oh, yeah, that's awful. a sad drink that's about a, it. That's a sad one to end on, but we're just drinking to the city of Paris. Um, I think last I read, uh, Parisians were in the streets uh, drinking wine and looking up at Notre Dame, which was, in case you didn't know, uh, burned down. A lot of it did. So we are raising our glasses of champagne yeah. to them and drinking about that. You know, we're going to celebrate you, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, cheers. Like 850 years old. So we are cheersing to that iconic cathedral structure. Yeah, yeah. you lasted longer than us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what we may or may not talk about on the next episode of the Champagne Way wins our new album dropping. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Champagne, champagne, we love you. <laughs> champagne, champagne, bubbles are blue. blue. Uh, I, we're going to work on that. Yep. We're going to work on that, guys. We'll work on it. Will we or will we not talk about combining the money, candy, and confetti egg ideas and have the most epic party ever <gasps> for yes. Easter? Yes. I'm just saying. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. With her peep show cocktails with champagne. Peep show, peep yeah. show, peep, peep show. show cocktails. And will we make a comment out of a wrecking ball and have Lindsay ride it like the Miley Cyrus video? She came in on a comet ball. <laughs> Wasn't ever the same at all. <laughs> now, will you be naked like she was riding the comet or like. You build me a comet. I will come. Oh. <laughs> I did not mean it like that, y'all. <laughs> y'all are dirty minded. <laughs> I totally did not. For one time in this podcast, I did not mean for that to be dirty. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad nobody listens to the yeah. end of the podcast. <laughs> but they do. But they do. Uh, oh God. Alrighty, we would like to thank uh, your host. <laughs> <laughs> We're the hosts. And the second sound production. Uh, and producer Trina. And producer Trina. And, and pro- producer Marshall. Sometimes. And Sometimes. producer Charlie. <laughs> producer Charlie, who likes to talk throughout our meow, show. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Please like, listen, and follow us on all of our socials at the champagne way go check out our website the and like listen and subscribe on apple music google music spotify and anywhere else that you can find our podcast yeah soundcloud our website we are available on your computer and on your phone <laughs> <laughs> yes we are <laughs> tune in thank you goodbye Bye.